And welcome to Blur and Blend Marketing. My name is Trish Rubin. You know that. You've joined me before. Today, I'm taking you on a journey. I love to drive. I don't have a car right now. As a New Yorker, it's hard to have one. So I take these kind of uh, metaphorical drives and I really relive what it feels to be in a car with people when I do a podcast and I invite the most interesting people along the ride. So today I'm going to introduce you to one of the people that I've met in my life journey who's going to share a few minutes with us today on this brief journey. We'll learn a little bit um, about what color the car is and maybe even the make of the car at the end. I always leave that to the end because we we generally hear a side of our guests that is just so playful and I love that's why I love that question at the end. So uh, all my guests today uh, Alexandra Salaji. All my guests have something different and special about them. I've never had a guest who has been um, at the Macaulay Honors College. And that's really in the background of how I met Alexandra. She really distinguished herself very early with me when I met her, uh, coming out of that background, which we'll hear a little more about. Uh, so I want to bring her into the conversation not spend too much time up front telling you um, all the good things that I want to do to promote my podcast. I just let them happen. I let people talk. And um, today, Alexandra is here with us to talk about something that I feel is so important to listeners of who are in any place in their lives. They could be early in their career. They may not have started their careers, just maybe in school, uh, or they may be kind of shaken up by what's been going on for the past 20 months. So I wanted to have a conversation with someone who knows the marketing field, who knows advertising, who knows promotion, and who actually understands tools that can help take people uh, in the direction of where they want to go. So I will now formally welcome you, Alexandra. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. I appreciate for the amazing introduction, and I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, well, I've been lucky that you have already spoken in one of my classes, and I look forward for you to do that again. Uh, so the value is just so sure for me. Having you on the podcast really makes it special because I know this is a topic that is discussed, and I have been referring Alexandra uh, people to Alexandra to talk to her about uh, their journeys. And, and so I figured, well, why not just share it with a bigger audience? So thanks for coming on Blur and Blend Marketing today. So as I said, uh, Macaulay Honors College, but I want you to really give us your background. And the way I shape the journey, if you've listened, is that we take the journey through actually feeling like we're getting in a car we are having a conversation, and the first thing that the driver does, and Alexandra is the driver, she's taking us on the journey. She adjusts the rearview mirror, so she's going to give us some background, some hindsight 
uh, as to why she's here and how she got here. And then after that piece, I'll ask her to give us some insights, you know, so we can really dig into some areas that are practical and areas that have some uh, sense of tools to them. So uh, those would be important for people who are thinking about where they are and where they're going in their career. And then finally, we can't look too far ahead, but let's look a little bit down the road. And um, Alexandra is going to give us some foresight of where she's going with the people that she works with in her own career and make some suggestions for you. So I'm going to give you the keys to the car and have you start us on the journey. Sounds great. Where am I in my career right now? So looking back, I got into marketing. It's kind of funny because I had many conversations um, before going to college, you know, what do I want to do? And I think that's at the forefront of every high schooler's thought process. You know, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And funnily enough, probably every single person in the world, um, regardless of how far along they are in their career. But um, I, I wanted to do all sorts of things. I wanted to do international relations. I wanted to do psychology. Um, and, you know, all of these things came up and my mom suggested advertising. And initially I kind of just laughed it off, you know, haha, advertising. I'm not creative enough for that. Um, but funnily enough, today I am within the advertising marketing industry. And the way I kind of fell into it was, like you mentioned, I went to Macaulay Honors College on the Baruch campus. And Baruch, for those of you who don't know, is very much accounting and finance focused. And so there weren't a lot of tools for people who were interested in marketing. And I had a very wonderful group of friends who wanted to kind of change that. So we created Marketers of Baruch, Mob for short. Um, and it used to be a club, but it kind of died. And um, there wasn't anything going on with it. So we brought it back to life and it really sparked my interest in marketing. And that's actually part of the reason why I know you, Trish, um, you know, we, we connected at an event and you, you got to work with, with um, the marketers of Baruch team. Uh, so, so that was wonderful as well. Um, but yeah, so through that, I got to know a, a program called MAPE. Multicultural Advertising Intern Program. I highly suggest it. Um, it's one of those intern programs where, where they um, place you and you either take it or leave it. And they placed me in pharmaceutical advertising as a project manager and I fell in love with it. Um, so that's where I started my career. And now, um, just as a side note, what I'm also doing on the side is I'm working with young professionals um, to help them figure out their career because it can be such a confusing thing to do. And, and so I, I, um, I do have a couple of clients that I work with to, to help them find their first job and get their foot in the door um, in different industries that they're interested in. That's kind of where I am at now. Um, and I know you wanted me to touch upon some some things that I've learned along the way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So before you get there, I just want to just mm -hmm. bring that forward that that uh, if you are listening and hearing Alexandra talk about her early interest in actually being in a place where she found herself, again, Baruch is a lot of finance and, and accounting, and then she really broke through with with the finding the right people who she was with and creating something new. So I think you're listening to someone who's extremely confident, um, innovative and knows her ability 
uh, life's a new challenge. So that's what I saw many years ago. And, and again, why I'm speaking to her today and why I want to share her time with you. So yeah, let's, let's say we've adjusted the rear view mirror. Let's be in the present moment. We're on our journey and we're traveling down the road. So uh, I did, yes, ask you for some insights ahead of time. And I'm really excited that you'll, you're going to be providing them for us. So again, I'm giving you the wheel. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think, you know, one thing that I found in, in starting my small business, and again, very small, teeny tiny. Um, I'm on my fifth client, so it's still a work in progress. Um, but one thing I've found, especially when it comes to branding, is people get very caught up in the idea that you have to have your logo, you have to have your brand colors, you have to have all of these things, you have to have a website all set up before you can dip your foot in and get started with whatever your business is. But I think now as I'm learning, I think, you know, yes, those things are important, but those things can evolve over time. Um, so I think that's my number one advice uh, for people currently is be okay with where you are in the process and be okay with evolving what your brand is. And I think a, an amazing quote by Maya Angelou is, um, you know, people remember not what you did, but how you made them feel. And I think that's the core of a brand. I think, especially for anyone that's starting their own small business, whatever it may be, um, working with people, that's, that's your brand. I mean, the best way that I've found my clients has always been through word of mouth and, and referrals. So talking to people and getting to know people, I think that's the absolute best way to move forward within the marketing space. And yeah, and that I'm can, happy to hear yes. you say that. Yeah. And, and for some places when, when you people hear this, if they're in different countries, it looks very different to them uh, trying to network. And I think now with more help from digital tools and LinkedIn and things like that, if you understand them, you can network because we, we're living in New York City. Gosh, you know, it's a networking central for us. Uh, people who don't have that uh, really need to, as you say, be okay with where they are in the journey and then just try to, I uh, love the Maya Angelou quote, you know, just get get enough around them so they make the impression of what makes them different and unique and how they make people feel. Absolutely. And, you know, every single person that you get to talk to, you learn something new. So I actually, um, I have a small little group of people who everyone is starting their own little business in all different phases um, and, you know, all different facets. So everyone has a different target market. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all learning from each other because there's always something new that's coming up. And again, marketing is so innovative. Branding is innovative. Um, so so having those conversations, especially with new people, but also people who who you've known for a while and who are constantly evolving themselves as well. You're you're you learn so much. I mean, Trish, you you've been doing such such amazing things as well. And and I've been learning so much from you. For example, Clubhouse, which is something that we've had conversations about. And I finally started looking at that platform and and you're absolutely correct that is a wonderful platform to meet people i don't know if it's still the case where you have to be invited to join the platform i know for a while it was but 
just the yeah, amount of groups yep. there are. Yep. It's, it's just amazing. And the conversations you can just listen in on, I think that's another tool that, um, mentioned LinkedIn, but clubhouse definitely, um, is an amazing tool. And funnily yep. enough, I think another tool that I've, I've found that I've learned an immense amount from, um, is TikTok. And I don't know if you, you've joined yeah. TikTok at all, but yep. It I has have, so I have two deep. posts. <laughs> I just watch I <laughs> but I talk to us about TikTok because I just I love it. I I've learned a lot from it and I see a lot of brands now are jumping on it. So I'm I'm interested. I really haven't had anybody that I've talked with and interviewed really speak about it. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, so I I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to use it on my brand. So that's kind of my future, jumping a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed some amazing ways that people are able to connect on TikTok that they're not able to on other platforms. I think it's much more human, and I don't know if that's a good way to describe it. But I think the content creators on there um, are able to connect with their audiences and. TikTok has a different algorithm from from the Facebooks and the Instagrams of the world where, um, you know, you're getting exposed to either content or people who are watching your content that have never been exposed to whatever it is that is your your niche. So I've learned so many different things that I've never even thought about, you know, even researching. So I think that's the beauty of TikTok. It really it really brings things into picture that you've never thought about, which is such a valuable tool because you don't know what you don't know at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so once these things come up on TikTok, um, then you can easily take the time to actually research more about the topic, et cetera. So I definitely think it's it's a good way to A, meet people, but B, expand your horizons and learn about what is out there. Um, and it is a changing landscape. I mean, TikTok, I think what I'm, one thing that I've taken away from that the most is how different generations are and how this new generation, Gen Z, who's getting to that age where they're entering the job market and um, entering our world, they're going to change it completely, I think. Yes. I mean, the way things have been done thus far, it's just going to be tipped upside down and we're all going to have to continue to be able to be flexible and to to learn and and change with with the times as they go great i think i i just a little while ago downloaded a an lexus car commercial and 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 they're really looking at it's amazing because that's quite a luxury brand but of they're looking to um, impact the Gen Zs, and even if they're not able right now to write that check, as aspirational. So I think what brands are really seeing them. Yeah, you are right. This, this, they're not going to wait uh, because they're the, they're already engaged in changing the world and making things happen in a different way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean. Again, there's so many platforms for marketers to use. So it's really, it can get overwhelming. And I think the main takeaway is to go where your audience is. So for me, with my, you know, young professional um, target market and target audience, you know, what are the platforms that serve that best? And for me, it's LinkedIn, so posting regularly on LinkedIn, but also 
learning from TikTok what they need. You know, again, these are these are going to be in one or two years, they're going to be the graduating college students looking for a job. So going where your audience is is very, very important, I think. And and different brands have different target audiences. Yeah. And so when you say that too, for uh for people who are trying to 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 choose. So it's really what you've said is really know where the audience is for what you're going to be doing. Like even Snapchat, I understand now that Snapchat, I just saw something yesterday, a signal about how they're really helping um, this young generation, Gen Z, to be connected politically. And to they've, they've really opened up a whole um, series for people on Snapchat, aside from all their filters <clears throat> and all the fun in helping people learn how to register so that they can hold political office. So I was pretty impressed to hear that because I, I have not been active on Snapchat. I kind of just thought, well, it's just all filter crazy. Things are changing. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. Quickly. Yeah. So and when Absolutely. when you talk go ahead. And when you talk about LinkedIn, uh tell me a little bit a lot of times my my uh students, you know, that they're the ones I really want to kind of push out of the nest with the idea of LinkedIn. What's the strategy for them like to really get to understand how to use that? Is it um, following their classes? Is it just get out there and, and experiment? How, uh, is it just, as you said, like just start curating and posting things? What, what would you what would you yeah, so, recommend? So there's multiple ways to use LinkedIn. Um, one way is to do the posts, um, and that's more for content creators. Um, but you can also reach a wide audience with that because, again, it's, LinkedIn has a very different algorithm um, where you see your friends' friends' posts and what your friends are, or not friends, but connections rather, are um, liking, what they're commenting on. So you get exposed to a, a much wider network than the Facebooks of the world where you have to um, directly interact with your direct contacts and connections. Um, so that's one way. But another way is through, so LinkedIn has an amazing filtering um, ability. So when you're searching for a specific um, industry that you want to learn more about, you can, you know, they have groups on LinkedIn that you can join and post in and see if anyone's available for a chat and open to talking to you about mm, it. There's, yeah. you can, you can um, search for it and you can also find the people who work within that industry and who are part of your connections or your second or third connections. And, and you can get introductions to them or you can just, you know, reach out um, and without knowing the person, reach out, send them a note, ask them to connect for coffee or, or, you know, just a quick chat, five, 10, 15 minutes of their time. And most people are pretty receptive to that. Um, because people like to give back and, and to explain how they've gotten where they've gotten. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's the beauty of it. Because again, talking to different people, everyone has a very different path and a different way of achieving their goals. Um, so, so learning from everyone, you know, you can pick and choose and, and put together your own little puzzle of how you're going to get to where you want to be. Yeah, it, that I think for especially my students who are international, 
some of them are really beginning now to look into uh, LinkedIn. I don't think it was seen um, as valuable as it is now, especially after the pandemic. And a lot of people want to branch out and they want to now, once things open up, they want to move. They, you know, if they're in Europe, they want to come to America. Uh, they want to come to Canada. Yeah. You know? And so without having the that profile um, that that shows people that there's something there, it's it's tough to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, how you brand yourself is so, so mm. important in today's world where it's so interconnected, especially through the internet that without having a profile, without having at least some sort of presence um, mm. on the internet, it's very hard to make those connections. Do you, do you have any view on resumes and how important they are, how have they changed uh, when you're presenting yourself with a resume? They're they're very important, especially I think it's pretty well known now that a lot of the companies that you apply to with your resume, they have an AI platform that kind of just sifts through. So you have to be very descriptive and, and very um you have to optimize your resume for for the job description that you're going for. So you have to use the right action words that, you know, might even be directly within the job description. So if they're looking for someone that's organized, you have to tailor it and, and give examples of how you've organized something within your roles or what, your clubs or whatever it may be. And another thing that is very important to do is to quantify the impact that you've had. So once you get to a certain point in your career, you want to really be able to show not just the tasks you do, because that's, you know, every company has specific tasks that you have to do, but how what you've done thus far has impacted the company. So, you know, increase productivity by X percent or increase revenue by X percent. And that's, that's very important to show companies that you have that ability to drive their business if they were to hire you. Mm. And then for for how things are being managed now with interviews. So when you let's say you get through the the, the algorithm and and you get invited for an interview, how do you can you show a, a personal brand? How do you show that you're different? Do you have any insights on how people can do that on camera? now or maybe everybody is used to that yeah I think zoom fatigue is definitely a real thing so it's really difficult to it's very different um when you're face to face versus on camera so uh I guess one one advice is to if you if you can not look at yourself I think people get very self-conscious about what they look like on camera and that that becomes their first thought, you know, rather than what they're actually saying. Um, so that's one thing, you know, try not to focus on yourself, try to focus on the person you're actually talking to. And in terms of branding, I think it's, again, it goes back to how you present yourself. If you're confident, that's your brand. Um, if you're able to, you know, take a second to, you don't have to answer right away, right? You can take a second to digest the question um, and really think through what your thought and what your thoughts are and also what your answer is going to be because that just shows that you know you're you're one of these people that are analytical and able to really give a, an intelligent answer to their question. So I think those are the best ways to stand out. I think in terms of interviewing, it's not that different from uh, previously, but again, the the camera aspect, I, I think what is what throws people off just, 
looking at themselves and seeing themselves on camera. And then maybe being ready with, as you say, um, to have some solid examples that go to results. So results driven, um, just like, you know, they might have it in front of them on um, a resume, but being able to add to that perhaps. Absolutely. And prepping ahead of time for an interview is super important. I mean, you can look up who your interviewer is going to be and look up little tidbits about them. See if you can find something that you connect with. Um, You know, if you like sailing and you notice that the person that you're talking to likes sailing, you know, having those, those kinds of conversations rather than what you've done, because again, you've quantified it on your resume. So they know you can get the job done. And 90% of the time, if they're interviewing you, they already know that you're capable. They're just trying to see a personal fit. So having those conversations is important. And I think one, another advice that I would have for interviews is don't view it as just them interviewing you because that can be intimidating. View it as you're also interviewing them and trying to figure out whether you would be a good fit for this team and you would feel happy working day in and day out with these people. So I think that definitely takes the pressure off of, you know, trying to to be good enough it's yeah. it's not trying to be good enough it's am i a, a puzzle piece that fits into the puzzle I, oh i like that too thank you for those i think those are very solid and um just well these are these are things you could just pick up if i had an interview tomorrow i'd be able to resource myself through that and i loved what you said about just going out, you know, the name of your interviewee, you know, interviewer, then you're the interviewee, but you, you can, now we're lucky. You can go out and you can Google them. You can go on LinkedIn, whatever. And it's, it made me smile because I think the first job interview I ever had, I remember walking into the office of the person who was interviewing me and I just looked around and I saw that they, what they're, where they had graduated from. And even though I, didn't graduate from there. I happened to have some friends who had, and and ju- that was part of the conversation. Oh, I'm I'm impressed with that school. I wish you know, like I gone there. You know, I'd, I'd spent a weekend there. I'd gone to a football game yeah. there. So it really breaks. It makes it as you said earlier, like the human aspect really comes through. So you shouldn't be yeah. afraid to to develop those connections. H two H human to human connections. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Perfect. So as we're nearing the end of our journey and we look a little bit ahead, do you have any uh, forecasts? What do you think, you know, what's out there for us? Uh, Anything you can add to these rich suggestions that people could say, well, let's keep an eye on this. Are there industries they should be looking at? Are there tools, um, you know, that, that you should have? I love, Club- yeah, I love I you think- mentioned Clubhouse because I think that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Clubhouse, definitely. But I think another thing that we're going to start seeing more and more of, I mean, we've, we've already started seeing virtual spaces, you know, like Clubhouse. But I think it's going to eventually evolve into VR, so virtual reality spaces. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where that will go. But I, I, you know, I, we're already starting to, at least in, in my industry, um, I'm in the pharmaceutical advertising industry. I don't think I mentioned that, but we're starting to think through 
how we can use VR tools um, to really connect with our audiences. And it, it's able to bring just another layer of humanity um, to these products. So, uh, and, and for example, so one, one thing that I worked on was for, um, it, it, it shows, it puts you into the patient's, um, uh, shoes essentially. And, uh, it's for blind spots. So you can really see how the blind spots would affect a person in their day-to-day -day lives. And I think it's fascinating where that industry is going because that not only, you know, it can help with adherence for the patient. Hey, if I don't do my treatments, then it's going to get worse and this is what it will look like. But B, it's really allowing healthcare professionals to also really understand what their patients are going through. So I think, I think VR is going to be a platform that is going to be very important in the future. And it's going to really just continue bridging that connection, especially in a world like today where, you know, most things are global, most things are virtual, especially during a pandemic. So I'm curious to yeah. see where that will go. And, and I'm sure it will be amazing. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, again, uh, this is, I love the conversation because you're digging in, you know, we, we started, you know, from a, a, a sort of in a traditional sense in some ways of the, the things that you always want to rely upon. And now we're looking at the future of, of virtual reality and spaces. And I, yeah, I think that um, in the, in, especially in the field of health, uh, there's so much going on there. See coming forward also, um, for people who, let's say like people who are older, cause I, I love this, like people who are younger, you know, millennials and, and Gen Zers for, but if anybody's listening to this and they're like, well, it sounds good, but I've been in the marketplace. I'm 15 years in my job, 20 years in my job. Are there, is there anything that like, as things move forward, are there anything, uh, what would be the things that maybe they could look at? in the future that because they're older, are there benefits to being in this market as we move forward? Oh yeah. I think there are certain things that are not going to go away for a very long time. I mean, yes, things are skewing more digital, but you know, there's still print pieces. So you, you, people still want to hold the physical brochures and people still like when, when they're driving in an actual car, um, when mm. they're driving uh, and they see the advertisements, you know, it piques their interest. So there, there's things that will never really go away. Sure. It might change a little bit what, what it looks like. I mean, you know, the, the, the billboards are becoming more digital, so it's less print, but it's still the same mm. concept. So being able to do that. And also I think digging deep and, and finding your, your persona of the target audience, that's not going to change. That's yeah. always going to be at the core of what you're doing. So having that, that experience and having that ability to really be able to hone in on what your target audience is doing and what they're feeling and, and who they are. I think that's, that's not going to go away ever. And, and having the, uh the background at having the, the, the track record ahead. So you can say, I have done this in the past. And yep. if you're in a situation where you're in that way and you don't want to be intimidated, maybe you haven't done it in that digital way or analytical way, but being open enough to say, well, I have the tools and I'm ready to learn. I'm a quick learner. 
that might be helpful. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's because uh, our our market it place is shifting. The jobs are shifting, and um, and there are people at every stage that are are marketing themselves. You know, are trying to develop that idea of what their personal brand is, and um, that's why I love the topic. It's a you know the the cross topic of just like what are the tools. And then you mentioned earlier, you know, just you want to be just connected to show that emotion, you know, ask. I ask a yeah. lot of my, my students every time we open the class, I always just try to say I try to say, like, what are you feeling today? How are you today? Do it in one word. If you're a marketer, you need to be able to capture uh, a feeling, something complex, even in one word. Yeah. And that's I think a wonderful we, exercise. Yeah, I think I just get to the word level with people. And I think that what you said earlier, too, is helpful with the resume because, you know, really focusing. We know that the, uh, that the bots look at them and um, really trying to come up with those right words from the the um, the advertisement, the, the call for action. And then you're coming in with either a word that that they are looking for and then other words that are like that. Just keep yep. you know trying to. Um, get to that level of selling, selling yourself. You are the product or yep. you are the service, right? Absolutely. Well, thank <laughs> you. Well, you've been a wonderful, you've given us a wonderful service today. And so my <laughs> last question is, so when you, when you get into your car, the virtual car, what do you see? What does it look like? And what color is it? <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought about this quite a lot um, because my color, my favorite color has shifted over the years. And it's it's funny, I think it kind of shifted along with my personality because my my, my favorite color used to be red, you know, very in your face and, and um, <laughs> very strong. Uh, and now it's turquoise. And I think it's it's shifted uh-huh. because it, it, it's kind of, funnily enough, I think it's it's kind of like a blur and like a blend of, of multiple different things. So turquoise is green and blue mix. So I uh-huh. think it, it's... More mellow, but also it's it's a good mixture, I think. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I, that's a really great way to say it. Well, it's a blend. It's a blur and blend color. And, yeah, it mixes yeah. things. And as, you know, when you're just starting out, to have that red is certainly a good power color. And um, But, yeah, it reflects your own journey. I love that. I, I see yeah, you in a yeah. I see you in a, a a turquoise convertible Jeep or something. I don't know. You're just like out there. <laughs> that's yes. I that's perfect. That's a perfect car. <laughs> that's that was that's my that's my vote for you. Oh well, how do we best connect with you, Alexandra? And you'll we'll put this in the show sure. notes as well. Sure. Um, so you can email me and we can put my email uh, in the notes. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra SZ. Um, careers at gmail.com um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I know my last name is a little bit difficult, so uh, it's easier if we just type it out. <laughs> yeah, anyone can reach out to me via LinkedIn or um, I also have a website, Atlas, again, SZ at the end, uh, careers.com. Well, thank you. It's been a wonderful half hour, a little more than a half hour, I'd say, on this journey. And uh, we're hoping to see each other again in person. We haven't had the pleasure of doing that. So I'm going to say uh, to you that I'm going to not see you on the digital road. I 
often close with that. I tell people, I'll see you on the digital road. And for many of you, if you're listening, that's maybe where I'm going to see you. <laughs> but um, for <laughs> Alexandra, I hope to see her in real time. And that'll be a, a great lunch when we do that. So um, absolutely, thank you again. And I'm looking forward to kind of what I'm looking forward to is, again, having the ability, and I've done this a couple of times, to just refer uh, people to you. Because I know you're, you'd be a wonderful connection. Anybody who is trying to hone themselves and trying to create that right persona, uh, you couldn't do better than uh, someone who has done that for herself <laughs> and can do that well for others. So uh, thank you. you're welcome. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I will see the rest of you on the digital road. Have a good day. <laughs>